0: Hello, and welcome to Methods, an exploration in guided prayer and meditation. This is our fourth season, Feel. In this season, we'll attempt to showcase methods of prayer and meditation to facilitate feeling, embodiment, and direct perception of reality beneath the web of our conditioned thought patterns. This method is a loving-kindness meditation, adapted from Jon Kabat-Zinn. As the pace of our lives continues to accelerate, driven by a host of forces beyond our control, more and more of us are finding ourselves drawn to engage in meditation and this radical act of being. We're moving in the direction of meditative awareness for many reasons, not the least of which may be to maintain our individual and collective sanity, or to recover our perspective and our sense of meaning, or to simply deal with the outrageous stress and insecurity of this age. By stopping and intentionally falling awake to how things are in the moment, purposefully, without succumbing to our own reactions and judgments, and working wisely with such occurrences with a healthy dose of self-compassion when we do succumb, and by our willingness to take up residency for a time in the present moment, in spite of all our plans and activities aimed at getting somewhere else, completing a project, or pursuing desired objects or goals, we discover that such an act is both immensely discouragingly difficult and yet utterly simple, profound, and hugely possible, after all, and restorative of mind and body, soul and spirit right in that moment. It is indeed a radical act of love just to sit down and be quiet for a time by yourself. Love and kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy and equanimity are rigorous meditation practices, used for the most part to cultivate one-pointed concentration, attention out of which the powers of these evoked qualities emerge, transfiguring the heart. Just naming these qualities of heart explicitly and making their role explicit in our practice may help us to recognize them when they arise spontaneously during mindfulness practice, as well as to incline the heart and mind in that direction more frequently, especially in difficult times. These practices, and in particular, loving-kindness can often serve very practically as a necessary and skillful antidote to mind-states such as ferocious rage, which may, at the time of their rising, be simply too strong to attend via direct observation unless one's practice is very developed. At such times, formal loving-kindness practice can function to soften one's relationship to such overwhelmingly afflictive mind-states so that we can avoid succumbing completely to their energies. It makes them more approachable. It makes them less intractable. But with practice, direct observation itself, on its own, becomes the embodiment of loving-kindness and compassion all by itself, and is capable of embracing any mind-state, however afflictive or toxic. And in the seeing of it, and in the knowing of it, an open-hearted, non-reactive, non-judgmental presence, we can see into the nature of the anger, or the grief, or whatever it is. And in the seeing, in the embracing of it, in the knowing of it, as we have seen, it attenuates, or weakens, dissipates, or evaporates, very much like it's touching a soap bubble, or like writing on water. What emerges in such moments is nothing less than loving-kindness itself arising naturally from extended silence, without any invitation because it's never not already here. In a sitting posture or lying down, as you feel ready, bring your awareness to your breath and the body as a whole, breathing and resting here for a period of time. establishing a relatively stable platform of moment-to-moment awareness, riding on the waves of the breath. And when you feel comfortable resting with the flowing of your breathing in this way, picturing in your mind's eye, to whatever degree you find possible, someone in your life who loves you, or who's loved you unconditionally, evoking and giving yourself over to feeling the qualities of selfless love and kindness they accord you, or accorded you, and the whole field of their love for you. Right here, right now. Breathing with those feelings, bathing in them. Resting in the warmth and the radiance of their embracing you just as you are. or drinking in the experience that you are unequivocally and unconditionally loved and accepted as you are, without having to be different, without having to be worthy of their love, without having to be particularly deserving. In fact, you probably don't feel this way at all, and most people don't. You may not feel particularly worthy or deserving, this doesn't matter. It is, in fact, irrelevant. The relevant fact is that you were, or are, loved. Their love is for you, just as you are. For who you are now, already, and perhaps always have been. Allowing your own heart to bask in these feelings, to be cradled in them, and trained into them, to be rocked moment by moment in the swinging, rhythmic beating of the loving heart of another, And in the cadences of your own breathing, allowing your heart to be held and bathed in this way, by the warmth of this radiant, pulsing field of loving-kindness. And if you encounter some difficulty in bringing your mind or conjuring up such a person from your memory in this moment. And see if you can imagine someone treating you in that way. What would that feel like? Imagine with color and vividness the feelings of love and kindness and regard and that can serve equally well. When you're ready, see if you can become the source as well as the object of those feelings. In other words, take on these feelings for yourself as if they were your own, rather than those of another. Lingering as best you can with the rhythmic beating of your own heart, cradling in your own heart these feelings of love and acceptance and kindness for yourself beyond judgment of any kind. Just basking in feelings of loving kindness, like the all loving embrace of a mother for her child, where you're simultaneously both the mother and the child. Resting here in these feelings as best you can from moment to moment, Bathing in your own kind regard, your own complete acceptance of yourself, as you are in this very moment. Letting this feeling be self-sustaining, natural, and in no way forced or coerced. even tiny tastes of it are balm for all the negativity and self-criticism and self-loathing that can lie beneath the surface of our psyches. In resting here, in this state of loving-kindness, this embrace of loving-kindness, you may find it useful to whisper to yourself inwardly the following phrases, or hear them being whispered to you by the wind, the air, by the world, or even asserted more strongly with great feeling, may I be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May I be happy and contented. May I be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May I experience ease of well-being. Gently, at your own pace, over and over, inwardly whispering, inwardly hearing, feeling, sensing, affirming. May I be safe and protected, and free from inner and outer harm. May I be happy and contented. May I be healthy in the whole to whatever degree possible. May I experience ease of well-being. May I be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May I be happy and contented. May I be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May I experience ease of well-being, first, it may feel artificial to be saying such things to yourself, or even thinking them. After all, who's this I that's wishing this? And who's the I who's receiving the wishes? Ultimately, both vanish into the feeling of being safe and free from harm in this moment. Into the feeling of being contented and happy in this moment. The feel of being whole in this moment since you already are whole. The feeling of resting in ease of well-being is far from the dis-ease and fragmentation we endure so much of the time. This feeling is the essence of loving-kindness. But you might object, if this is a selfless practice, why am I focusing on myself, on my own feelings of safety or well-being, on my own happiness? because you're not separate from the universe that gave rise to you, and so you're as worthy an object of loving-kindness as anything else, or anyone else. Your loving-kindness cannot be either loving or kind if it does not include yourself. But at the same time, you don't need to worry. It's not limited to yourself. Because the field of loving-kindness is limitless, If you like, you can think of the loving-kindness practice, as we've been engaging, up to this point, on a relative level at least, as tuning your instrument before you play out in the world. In this case, tuning the instrument is itself a huge act of love and kindness, not a means to an end. Once you've established a fairly stable field of loving-kindness around yourself, and have lingered here for a time in the feeling of being held and cradled and rocked in its embrace, establishing the basic trust in the universe, you can intentionally expand the field of the heart just as we sometimes expand the field of awareness in the mindfulness practice. We can expand the field of loving awareness around our own heart and our being, inviting other beings either singly or collectively into this growing embrace. This is not always easy to do, and it's helpful to start with one person for whom you naturally harbor feelings of loving-kindness, and only if you care to explore it. Otherwise, you can simply keep embracing yourself as the recipient of your own loving-kindness, either using the phrases we're already using, or modifying them to suit yourself. So if you're open to expanding the field of loving-kindness out from your heart, in your own body, in your own being, in your mind's eye and in your heart, evoking for now the feeling or image of an individual, a person for whom you have great affection, someone you were close to emotionally. Can you hold this person in your heart with the same quality of loving kindness that you have been directing towards yourself? Whether it's a child or a parent, a brother or sister, a grandparent or other relative near or distant, a close friend or cherished neighbor, hold them in your heart. Imagine them in your heart as best you can. This practice is so intrinsically powerful that none of the imagining of yourself or others needs to be very vivid for it to be very effective. And say inwardly, may they be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May they be happy and contented. May they be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May they experience ease of well-being. Lingering moment by moment, in the field of loving-kindness within your own heart, with these phrases as you voice them silently to yourself, and even more with the feeling behind them, repeating them in order over and over, not mechanically like a mantra, but mindfully with full awareness, knowing what you're saying. Feeling the attention and intention behind the feeling, the attention and feeling behind each phrase. May they be safe protected, and free from inner and outer harm. May they be happy and contented. May they be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May they experience ease of well-being, When you're ready, you can invite into the field of the loving heart those for whom your relationship is more neutral, or people you don't know at all, or you've only heard of secondhand, friends of friends. And again, cradling them in your heart, wishing them well. May they be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May they be happy and contented. May they be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May they experience ease of well-being. If you find the mind wandering, or you find yourself struggling at a certain point, just as in the cultivation of mindfulness, just notice what's going on in the mind. Maybe feeling the sense of struggling, and maintaining your focus or your concentration. And simply include yourself in the field of loving-kindness, and come back to the phrase whispered, spoken inwardly to yourself. Resting in the feeling radiating out of those phrases. And underneath of that, out of your own heart. Moment by moment by moment. With whoever it is. One person. Or a group of people. To whom you're sending loving-kindness. And from here, if you care to, You can expand the field of awareness again to include one or more individuals who are problematic for you in one way or another, with whom you share a difficult past, who may have harmed you in one way or another, for whatever reason you consider to be more of an adversary or an obstacle than a friend. This doesn't mean that you're being asked to forgive them for what they have done to you, or to ignore it. Or to allow more harm. You're simply recognizing that they too are human beings, that they too have aspirations, that they too, in all likelihood, desire to be happy and safe. So as best you can, and only to the degree you feel ready for it, or at least are open to experimenting with it, extend loving kindness to them as well for all the difficulties and problems lying between you. May they be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May they be happy and contented. May they be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May they experience ease of well-being. Like in mindfulness, where we can rest with one object of attention, or expand the field to include varying levels of objects of attention, so in this loving-kindness practice we can linger for days, weeks, months, or years at differing levels of the practice, all of which are equally valid and equally healing, and which ultimately include each other. If you wish to cultivate loving-kindness and direct it only toward yourself now, in this period, or for many periods of practice, this is fine. And you can keep and sustain that dimension of loving-kindness practice, because it will radiate outward in your actions toward others Over time, you may find yourself naturally drawn to invite more and more beings into the field of your loving-kindness, inwardly and outwardly. You may find at times they just slip in, unbidden. This is interesting because if you're not consciously inviting them in, How are they showing up there? Maybe your heart is bigger than you think. In the spirit of boundlessness of the heart and of love itself, we can expand the field of loving kindness even farther to include our neighbors and our neighborhood, our community, our state, our country, the entire world. You can include your pets, all animal life, all plant life, all life, the entire biosphere, all sentient beings. You can also get very specific and include specific people, even political leaders, in the field of your loving-kindness. Difficult as that may be, if you differ strongly with them, and if you find yourself judging them and even their basic humanity harshly, all the more reason for including them. Being human, they're worthy of loving-kindness and perhaps will respond to it by softening in ways your mind cannot possibly imagine. And the same goes for you as well. You can also specifically include in the field of loving kindness, those less fortunate than yourself, who are exploited at work or at home. All those who are imprisoned unjustly. All those who are at the mercy of their enemies. All those who are hospitalized, or sick, or dying. All those who are caught up in chaos, who are living in fear, who are suffering in any way, shape, or form. Whatever brought them to this point in their lives, just as we do, they all want to experience ease of well-being, rather than disease and fragmentation, just as we do. They all want to be happy and contented. They all desire to be whole and healthy. They all desire to be safe and free from harm. So we recognize this way in which we're all united in our common aspiration to be happy, to be oriented toward the good, the true, and the beautiful, to not suffer, and we wish them well. May all beings, near and far, be safe and protected, and free from inner and outer harm. May all beings near and far be happy and contented. May all beings near and far be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May all beings near and far experience ease of well-being. May all beings, near and far, be safe and protected, and free from inner and outer harm. May all beings, near and far, be happy and contented. May all beings, near and far, be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. May all beings, near and far, experience ease of well-being. It doesn't need to stop here. We could include the entire Earth in the field of loving-kindness the very Earth that is our home, that's an organism in its own right, that is, in a sense, one body, a body that can be thrown off balance by our own actions, conscious and unconscious, in ways that create huge threats to the life it nurtures and to the intelligences embedded within all aspects of that life, animal and plant and mineral, that interact so seamlessly in the natural world. And so we can expand the field of the loving heart even further to the field of our loving kindness. Once again, include this time the planet as a whole, and out beyond that, the entirety of the universe in which our Earth is merely an atom and we, not even a quark. May our planet and the whole universe be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May our planet and the whole universe be happy and contented. May this planet and the universe be healthy and whole. May our planet and the whole universe experience ease of well-being. This might seem a little silly, but what's most important is that we incline our own heart toward inclusion, rather than separation. In the end, whatever the consequences for others, or for the planet, or the universe, or any levels in between, the willingness on our part to extend ourselves in this way, literally and metaphorically, to extend the reach of our own heart, has profound consequences for our own life and for our own capacity to live in a world, and in ways that embody wisdom and compassion, loving-kindness and equanimity. And ultimately, that express the joy inherent in being alive and the boundless joy inherent in freeing ourselves from all our conditioning of mind and heart and the suffering it brings with it. To do so in the loving-kindness meditation is to practice the heart's liberation here and now, now and always. No doubt the world benefits, and is purified, from even one individual's offering of such intentions. The relationships within the lattice structure of reality and the web of all life slightly shifted through our openness and through our willingness to let go of any rancor and ill-will we might have been harboring, however justified we might think it is. At the same time, by our faithfulness to such a practice, and to the deepest nature of our own hearts, who have arisen out of the earth, out of the life stream, out of the universe, out of mystery, really are somehow blessed and purified and made whole by the generosity of the gesture of loving kindness practice in and of itself, and its effects on the heart for that one moment, at least as no longer willing to harbor ill will, without at least holding onto that in awareness with compassion. we who choose to practice loving-kindness, formally and informally, even if just a little bit, are always its first, but by no means its last, and only, beneficiaries. So, in the final moments of our time together, resting here with the radiance and luminosity of your own beauty, your own love, your own intrinsic kindness, whether you're using words or not, at whatever level you choose, or intuitively you're drawn to, radiating loving-kindness inwardly and outwardly, near and far. You self-whole and a part of larger and larger levels, fully embedded in all of life and in your own life. As this formal practice comes to an end, Affirm inwardly that this practice can be nourished on a regular basis, if you're drawn to keep it alive and vibrant. May you walk in beauty. May you and all beings, near and far, walk in beauty.